morning and happy Saturday, you guys. It is Amanda and Baron with Kicking Cancer Cares on KSLM Radio, 104.3 FM and 1220 AM. And our sponsors for this half of the show is Oddmo's Pizza. So if you guys are looking for dinner options tonight, he is definitely your go-to. Again, that is Oddmo's Pizza. You guys already know my favorite, the green monster and those potato poppers to die for. And then our second sponsor is Mark Creamer with the Family Heritage Northwest. Mark is an exclusive agent for Globe Life, the Family Heritage Division, where they protect families from financial devastation of cancer and other serious illnesses. Mark can be reached at 503-341-4345 or on the website at familyheritagenw.com. And I know the listeners cannot see because it's radio, obviously, but you are rocking your black kicking cancer shirt today. Yes, I am. <laughs> Proud. Yeah. Well, we have a guest in studio and we have a guest on the phone. So Marianne is back with us. Welcome, Marianne. Thank you for having me again. Hi, Marianne. Hello. But even more exciting, we have the current executive director for Breast Friends. Allison, hello. Hi, Baron. Thanks. Well, um, this... I was just telling Amanda before the, we started recording the show, this is going to be a tougher recap today. La- last week we had John and Shyla in studio with us. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and there was a lot about Ozzy's story I didn't know until they came in, and they talked about how he found out. Uh, I think the hardest part is everything we did helped him get to that clinical trial. Absolutely. But the... Marion, you were just talking about this. I don't know. Cancer is a smart creature it is and it has figured out how to resist those car t cells Mm -hmm. and then it shifted so now it's applying pressure to the part of his brain that controls his motor skills Mm -hmm. and if anyone follows ozzy's family on facebook uh ozzy's lost the use of his right side he can't move his right arm anymore um and he's also lost his ability to eat so he's on a feeding tube and um, the family is putting him into hospice that is devastating. Yeah. So keep your prayers for him and his family and the doctors, please. Um, he, they could all use your guys' prayers more now than ever. Yeah. Well, it is. It is the. It's the middle of April. His birthday is next month. I. I just pray he makes it to his fourth birthday. Me too. Me too. So, but how about a happier update? Please. <laughs> uh, Brenda has been doing a good job of giving us an update from Arizona. So I just wanted to tell you how Brenda was doing. She says, and I think that uh, as we get into the story, Marianne might be able to uh, relate to this. She says, first of all, let me say that recovering from any surgery is difficult, and surgery is life-altering. <laughs> Marianne's dying her head, yeah, yes. absolutely. And going through surgery twice for recurrence of cancer has been emotionally challenging, and so delighted that I am now gaining strength in my arm. Good. In fact, enough strength that I am working on a planking challenge for the month of April. She is so inspiring. Go, Brenda, go. She and I talked at the end of March. I said, you know, why don't we do this little planking challenge? And it starts with 20 seconds one day, then 25 seconds, then 30 seconds. By the last day of this month, as long as you can stay on course with the challenge, you're going to plank for four minutes. Um, so, and anyone who doesn't know what planking is, it really is like the best way to work your core. But she says, planking works so many of your core muscles and is a great stabilizing exerciser. exercise. Thank you, everyone, for your support. So there's your update from Brenda. I love it. Positive. Very positive. Yeah. Um, and, and, and I want to do the recipe, and then I want to really give Marianne to give some time for uh, really an update from the last time you were in. 
But lat when when Ozzy's parents were here, remember we did an apple pie smoothie. Remember that was our recipe last mm-hmm. week, an apple pie smoothie. So what I'm bringing you today is pumpkin pie oatmeal. Ooh. Pumpkin pie oatmeal. Sign me up. Pumpkin. Anything pumpkin. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> Thank you. Uh, it says one of the best ways to wish a house full of guests season's greeting is to wake them up with a small pumpkin pie. Mm-hmm. Steel cut oats offer a great change of pace to rolled oats and are extremely versatile in the different ways they can be cooked. There's a few more ingredients this time. You've got three cups of that plant-based milk, almond milk, coconut milk, oat milk. Um, oat milk might be a good option since you're making oatmeal. But you've got three cups of that plant-based milk, a cup of the steel cut oats, a cup of unsweetened pumpkin puree, so like the stuff that you would buy inside of a Libby's can. Yep. Yeah. Two tablespoons of maple syrup. Now, what is that, Amanda? That's our, that's our sweetener. That's our sweetener, mm-hmm. right? So two tablespoons of maple syrup, a teaspoon of cinnamon, a teaspoon of cloves. Oh, I'm sorry, a, a half a teaspoon of cloves and a half a teaspoon of nutmeg. Okay. So there's your flavors. Yep. Right? In a medium saucepan over medium heat, uh, boil the milk. When it has a rolling boil, then reduce the heat and add the oats, the puree, the syrup, the cinnamon, the cloves, and the nutmeg. Cook for 30 minutes, stir, and serve. Perfect. Sounds yummy. You very. Is that a good breakfast? I want that myself very yeah. much. Ah, it <laughs> sounds delicious. Yeah. Yeah. It, 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 for a little fun twist, you could put one of those cinnamon sticks yes. inside of it, right? Mm-hmm. So there's our, there's our healthy breakfast tip for the day. Okay. Let me, let me snag a picture there for Bob. I was just thinking the same thing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'll, I'll send it to you, Allison. Okay, good. Thanks. There we go. So Al, uh, Got it. Amanda always takes a picture of this and the people email to, what, again, tell me your email. Amanda at kslm.news. Well, we do have one more recap, but it's been from a few weeks back. Okay. Um, Marianne was with us once before. She was. I was. And Marianne shared with us her cancer story. And I made a comment to Marianne a couple of days ago that, much like Brenda... Marianne's in her second fight because she has had a recurrence. Except right. you corrected me. It's not a recurrence. No, it's not a recurrence. It's a metastasis. So, so, so tell my, us a little more about that. Yeah. So my cancer has moved from the breast into the bones. And what that means is that, yes, it's cancer in the bone, but it's not bone cancer. It's a metastasis of breast cancer in the bone. I've had biopsies of my bone. Uh not a not a fun uh, surgery to go through to have done, but uh, I I've done it. I survived it, and the what came back is it's the cancer that was from the breast that has moved to the bone. I I started out with just three little spots in my bones to now it's um, it's pretty much everywhere in my spine, uh, pelvis, my my hips, and uh, my right foot. Wow, okay. <laughs> which is really unusual to have it go. How to many the feet. how many years from the time that you thought that you were cancer free until this? Came, how many years went by? Uh, 2018 was when I was confirmed to be metastatic. And then, so f- basically, four almost five years went mm-hmm. by. Mm-hmm. The, the question I have, and and either between you or Allison, one of you guys can clarify this. So it comes back, and they see cancerous spots in your bones. How did they know it wasn't bone cancer? How did they know it was breast cancer in your bones? Because when they take the sample of your bone, 
and they look at it. It has um, um, bone marrow in there, and they can find the cancer cells in the bone marrow. So it's not like we have tumors on our bones. Uh, what ends up happening is it eats away your bone, and then that hollow part of the bone gets replaced with bone marrow. And then you have, um, what you end up having is, is your bone looks more like a, like Swiss cheese. Oh. I guess I would say it's got holes in it. And so that's why you have to be really careful when you've got, when you've got cancer in the bone, cause it, it, um, compromises your bone. So, so, so your bones are a lot weaker than they used yes, to be. Yes. So you have to be careful with, you know, breaking things. Is it treatable? It is treatable. Um, I am on, uh, um, Currently, I'm on a chemo that is currently not working. <laughs> so now, uh, in a couple of weeks, I'll start the new drug, which actually has just been approved for metastatic breast cancer. Um, just on, I think it was February 3rd that it was oh, wow. had finished clinical trials. The FDA approved it. So I have a new option, which is excellent. Yeah. Good news for um, cancer patients. Absolutely. Allison, how many years, Allison, how many years have you been with Breast Friends? I've been with Breast Friends since 2013 as a volunteer. Um, so what's going on my 10th year will be 10 years in um, September. Uh, but prior to that, I was diagnosed with breast cancer um, 18 years ago uh, in Connecticut. Wow. So I'm 18, 18-year survivor when I moved here. Um, to um, Oregon, I was, how many years? I was eight years out. So, so, so I was an eight-year survivor um, when I moved here. In all of those years working with Breast Friends, when did you first meet Marianne? I think I met Marianne at an open house. Um, we have uh, an open house. We had it every year in uh, the fall in November, and I think that was the first time I met her. I think you're right. Was was at that uh, was at that open house, and I knew she was, um, you know, getting involved with Breast Friends. She was a girls' night out leader in Salem, and I was thinking, wow, she drove up all this way to come to our open house, and then. Uh, being able to support the women down in uh, Salem was a huge, you know, was a huge blessing for Breast Friends. There is a second part of Marianne's recap that I think uh, the listeners will find quite intriguing. I'm sitting here talking to Marianne a few days ago about, you know, the, how the Spartan races kind of keep Brenda in the fight. They give her a purpose. They give her a reason. Right. You know? Yeah, absolutely. Um, you know, as she says, she does the Spartans because she can. But there's a there's something in your life that inspires you in these tough fights. What what, what is that, Marianne? It is. I I get inspiration from my dad, who has passed away uh, in 2017. But my dad is one of the men that was depicted in the miniseries Band of Brothers. So he was in World War II. He was a paratrooper. And he um, fought all the way through um, the, from the Normandy beaches all the way to Hitler's Eagle's Nest. But the main thing from, 
for me with my dad is when he was in Bastogne, Belgium, they were placed there in the middle of winter. It was December. They had no winter clothes. They had literally just come from France. And I believe they were in the south of France. And they were uh, not supplied with their wool jackets or wool socks or anything warm. And so when I think about my dad having to live in a foxhole, having to cover the top of the foxhole with branches and, and um, pine needles that they could find to create a roof and think about him living through snow and freezing temperatures, being shot at, being, you know, bombs coming in. Um, I think to myself, you know, <laughs> what I'm going through is nothing. I can do this. The, if my dad can live through all that uh, nightmare that, that he did for weeks, it wasn't days, it was weeks, and he was very uh, appreciative when he came out of there, which is amazing because of what he had been through, what he had experienced, the kindness from the Belgian people that would come and bring food out to, you know, somehow they would get food through the lines and get food to them. And I think, you know what, I, I can do this. This is, this is nothing. I can get up every day and face the day again, just like he did. So for me, I, I really draw inspiration from him. And you said a little earlier that when they found it in the bones, they had to do a, a bone marrow. They did a bone biopsy. And, and that was painful? It was painful. I heard those are really, really, those are one of the most painful biopsies, aren't they? I, I don't know. I, I'm, I've had other biopsies, but I uh, definitely this one was, uh, I've had it done twice. Oh. Uh, yeah. Well, and don't they have to take a needle all the way into the marrow? That's why it's so painful? Yeah. 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 Obviously, they numb it, but it's still not, it's not comfortable. Right. Sure. Yeah. But they had to get into the marrow to figure out whether the cancer was in there, right? Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Yeah. And then what's interesting is I've had scans after that, or x-ray, I can't remember which it was, and you could see right where the needle went. Really? <laughs> like so the it, path? Yeah, it hadn't grown back together. <laughs> it's really interesting. Well, that's really cool. You have your dad as an inspiration to kind of give you that just that extra oomph to, to yeah. fight your fight, you know, and just you guys are both fighters and how awesome. Yeah, thank you. Mm -hmm. Well, I know, I know that if, if we had a much longer radio show, it would be really intriguing to hear the rest of the story. But just the, the quick recap, for anyone who's been on TV, there's a show called, a little mini-series called The Band of Brothers. And it was produced by Tom Hanks and Steven Spielberg, who you have had the chance to meet, right? Yeah, yeah. that's so awesome. <laughs> and you, you were in France... Where, where D-Day occurred? Yes. Well, yes. We um, we were uh, in, staying in Paris. Okay. Went out there for the day. And and it was during the, um, it was 2001, June. So it was before the miniseries had come out. And they had flown all the families over to celebrate this miniseries um, premiering. And so we were able to... Um, with all of my dad's comrades and, and their family and and you just don't understand what a big deal it is until you're in Europe. Oh yeah. And, I bet. and you're on their land, their soil, and they were so grateful to these men, all you know, 
all the men of the war and, yeah. and all the allies, uh, being able to save them and save their country, that that was one of my first experiences of seeing what an impact my dad had made. Yeah. And I, I was completely blown away, completely. Well, and, and I didn't know this until you and I started talking. Um, I've seen the movie Saving Private Ryan. I don't mm-hmm. know if you've seen that, Armanda. Or oh, not. I feel like I have just recently, actually. Yeah. So not Saving, too long ago. Saving Private. It's intriguing to me that Steven Spielberg grows up at a time period where all the movies depicted that we won every battle and and the Germans lost or the Japanese they lost every battle. And Steven Spielberg, when he decided to start working movies, he said he wanted to make a movie that truly depicted what war was like. And if you can make it through like the first. 15 minutes of because the first 15 minutes is us taking the beach and right. it's very graphic but it is true to what occurred there on that beach except you told me that that came from something inside of the series Bad Brothers right yeah so um Stephen Ambrose wrote the book Band of Brothers my dad told a story in that book about the Fitznyland family and they had five sons that fought in the war. And they were all over Europe. They weren't all in the same area. So we can credit area. your dad for saving Private Ryan. Yes, I have a letter. <laughs> <laughs> I have an official letter that states that it was from his story that Saving Private Ryan came out of. Oh, Obviously, wow. they changed the names. Right, right. <laughs> Ryan and, and the Fitznyland. And the Fitznylands are actually from New York. And uh, it's... It is a, literally a small paragraph, and they made an entire movie out of it. <laughs> so there's one paragraph in yeah. that that they said, this is a really cool story. They make a whole movie out of it. Yes. Wow. Yeah, and then that obviously did well. Obviously. Right. So, <laughs> so then they came back to uh, Stephen Ambrose and said, okay, we want to just buy the whole book. <laughs> and, and we want to, we're thinking we're going to make a mini series out of it, and we're going to put all this together. And... And the miniseries Band of Brother debuted on September 9th of 2001. Oh. So two two days before before 9-11. And they considered stopping it and not not airing it. But then they decided that the world needed this. Mm -hmm. The world needed to see human compassion and, and what we do to fight for... To right. fight for our country and to fight uh, against evil. I, I, 100, yeah, absolutely, I agree. Well, there's a lot of parts of... Sorry. You know, I did, <laughs> that microphone just jumped up and grabbed you. <laughs> I saw that. <laughs> whapped it with my head. <laughs> um, I, I, I didn't know, Marianne, some time ago, Allison kind of made this connection for me, and we just had some really interesting conversations, not with your own cancer journey, but with your family as a whole. Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. Um, Anyway, so the other thing I thought I'd bring in, Amanda, is you always like it when I bring some... Shocking, shocking, num- shocking news. numbers. Yes. Well, I have some shocking news, and then it's probably going to have to be after the break, but Allison has some even higher level shocking news for you. Okay. She and I were talking yesterday. Okay, perfect. I thought mine was shocking. And then she hit you with hers. Allison. She had to one up you. Yeah. <laughs> she did. I like it, Allison. I nice, like nice it. Nice job, Allison. Bear and loves, loves his numbers. He so does. He does. I was able to find a statistic. For him. <laughs> well, I awesome. thought it would be intriguing to see breast cancer specific what the predictions are. Okay. And I found three sources, and interestingly enough, the sources don't agree. Oh. 
which is intriguing. But you I think know, that's pretty normal. Yeah. <laughs> so the CDC predicts that this year, uh, two hundred sixty-four thousand new cases of breast cancer, but they also predicted two thousand four hundred men okay. would get breast cancer. Wow. Right. Yeah. They're also predicting forty-two thousand women will pass away this year from breast cancer, and five hundred men. Jump to the American Cancer Society. Their prediction is higher. So they predict 297,790 new cases of invasive breast cancer. Wow. And 43,700 will pass away. They also predict here in Oregon alone, 4,220 women. Wow. Will be diagnosed or pass away? Will be diagnosed. And 570 women will pass away. So Those numbers little, are too high. They're, they're really too high. high. They're really high. Uh, the third source I found is the National Cancer Institute, and they predict 287,850. So they're all relatively close, but again, it's a prediction, so it's hard to get right. exact numbers. But we're saying somewhere between 264,000 and 298,000 women right. getting breast cancer this year. Um, and then the National Cancer Institute predicts 43,250 women will pass away. So somewhere between 42,000 and 44,000 women are going to die from breast cancer. So they're all a little different, but pretty, pretty, pretty close. close. Pretty yeah. close. The other thought that I thought was interesting from the National Cancer Institute, um, and I brought this article in. If anybody else wants it, uh, Amanda has the link to this article. So yes. you can just email Amanda at... Amanda at kslm.news. But this this actually has those numbers that we we're talking about. The other thing that I thought was intriguing was they said that from 2012 to now, the survival rate past five years is now 90.6%. Okay. And what was it before? Uh, pro- was it lower or it was, it was lower. Okay. Was so lower. we're making strides so we're, we're making strides to survive breast cancer. Okay. That's really encouraging. And from 1989, so they went way back on their data, 1989 to now, the number of women who are passing away has dropped by 43%. Wow. That's huge. Huge. 43%. That's a big number. That is. Yeah. So that's 43% encouraging. 43% less women are passing away from breast cancer. That's amazing. So what, What you know, again, data is data. Right. But what does that data say to you, Maria? What does that, what does that all mean to you? Well, I I try not to focus on the data or well, the, the fight. statistics because <laughs> I always say I'm not a statistic Good Yet. for you. Good for you. Yeah. So I, I, I do look at that. I, I probably don't, don't look at that or don't focus on that as much as I used to. I, I've taught myself to not, to not uh, worry about it, to change my mindset around, around it because it, everyone is different. Yep. I mm-hmm. mean, just like we're, we're everyone's cancer fight is different, and then it's becoming more targeted. So nowadays, we we look at this, and yes, it's better, you know, than like what you're saying. Now it's now it's ninety ninety point six percent ninety point six. So obviously, 
anything going upward trend is great. And I love to hear that. Um, will we ever get to 100%? I'm not sure if we'll ever be able to eradicate it and, and never, never deal with it again. But I love to hear that things are making a difference. Yeah. You know, the research, the clinical trials that we do, all of that is making a difference. Well, we've got about a minute left, and I want to make sure that Amanda can shout out the sponsors. But, um, Allison, you dug the, the data you dug up. What, what's your source, Allison, for the one we're going to talk about? Uh, my source is through an organization called Know Your Lemons. It's a global organization, and their uh, primary focus is talking about breast health education and educating the world about breast health and to recognize the 12 signs of, of breast cancer. And so they have a statistic uh, in, in their uh, presentation that they found through the World Health Organization that 2.1 million women uh, will be diagnosed globally. And every 15 seconds somewhere around the world, a, a woman is told that she has breast cancer. Wow. Well, I'm going to cut you off there really and quick because we every, have to go to, okay. so sorry, we have to go to break. So I want to give a huge shout out to our sponsors of this first half, and that is Oddmo's Pizza. There's no better pizza out there. I know that for a fact. And Mark Creamer with Family Heritage Northwest. Mark is an exclusive agent with Globe Life, the Family Heritage Division, where they protect families from financial devastation of cancer and other serious illnesses. Mark can be reached at 503-341-4345 or on his website at familyheritagenw.com. We'll be right back, you guys. Stay tuned. Stay tuned. 